You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Back in your life on this Friday, September 3rd, two thousand. And 21, hello again, everyone. Welcome to the first official, because the one in July was unofficial, the first official Ringer MMA weigh-in show. I am Ariel Hawani. I am being joined by P.T. Carroll, by Chuck Mindenhall. We are known as 3Pac. We also have our producer, TST, a.k.a. Troy Farkas here. Gentlemen, are you there? We yes, are indeed. here. Wow. This is this. big. Off to a good this, start. Off to a great start. Everything's going well. Uh, we're here, of course, for the um, Darren Till versus Derek Brunson weigh-ins. The action goes down tomorrow night, but I've always said, guys, as you know, the best part of Fight Week are the official weigh-ins. And so I'm very happy to be here for our first official voyage on the Ringer MMA show boat, if you will. And I appreciate everyone who's joining us live on the Spotify Greenroom app. Everyone in the chat, shout out to all of y'all and uh, let us know where you're from. Little roll call action. If you miss any portion of this little chat, we will uh, have the podcast up later today. Thank you, Detroit, for that on the brand new Ringer MMA podcast feed which is live right now. You can subscribe, follow right now on Spotify, exclusive to Spotify. And then immediately after the main event tomorrow at around 7 p.m. Eastern, it's a afternoon card. After Brunson and Till do their thing, we'll be back live here to recap it all. We did this, of course, in July for McGregor Poirier 3, but that was sort of the unofficial launch. We're official now, and I'm very excited to be here. We'll be doing this for all the major cards. We're doing it next week for the Triller card, if that even happens. Vitor Belfort, Oscar De La Hoya for the UFC pay-per-view later in the month. We'll always tell you in advance if we're doing this. Uh, but gentlemen, this is exciting stuff. Wayans are about to start. In fact, they're about to start any second now. And uh, Pizzi, I, f- I, feel like, uh, I feel like this is your card. This card should have happened in the UK. Unfortunately, due to COVID, they moved it to Las Vegas. But this card is filled with guys who you have been watching long before they got to the UFC, right? Absolutely. And, and huge moments, I feel, for Tom Aspinall, um, who's been making waves at heavyweight. Darren Till needs a win against Derek Brunson in the main event so badly. Paddy Pimblett, let's be honest, it's one of the most talked about debuts in a long time. Probably the biggest cage warriors debutant since Conor McGregor back in 2013. Like, I mean, how many people have the luxury to turn down the UFC two times before signing on the dotted line? The guy's a superstar. We have Molly McCann as well. The undefeated Jack Shaw and former champion, former Cage Warriors champion Modestus Bukowskis. Uh, a huge, huge fight night for UK MMA. But of course, I'm Irish, just to clarify that before anyone <laughs> lets their imagination run away with them. Uh, Chuck, I feel, like you, I feel like you have the same kind of enthusiasm for this card as well. Sorry, what'd you say? 
Uh, this is for Chuck. I said, I, I feel like Chuck has the same type of enthusiasm for this card as well. Chuck def definitely does. He hasn't stopped texting me about it. He just is so excited. It's like a pay-per-view as far as he's concerned. You know, this is our second time going through this, and the first time through, the soft launch was a McGregor fight. So I feel like th thus far we've been tailoring to Pizzi's taste. That's all we're yeah. doing at this point. That is true. Uh, in total, we have uh, 10 fights on this card. The big one is Darren Till versus Derek Brunson. We haven't seen Darren Till since last July, amazingly. Um, we haven't seen him since he fought Robert Whitaker in that great fight. And here he is, Darren Till, the first one up on the scale. He is the headliner. He is the man that everyone wants to see. And he is good to go. 185.5 for the gorilla Darren Till. You know, they're not all must win at this stage of one's career. Anytime someone fights, you can make the case for must win. But I feel like as Izzy told me recently, he keeps serving it up on a silver platter for Darren Till. Darren needs to hit one at least, you know, a double. He doesn't have to hit a home run, but he needs to hit a double or a triple uh, to be relevant at 185 and to get that title shot because a lot of people do want to see him fight for that belt. So he is the first one I'm on the scale. Uh, as we like to do here, um, I'll run through everyone who steps on the scale. Then we'll get thoughts from the guys. The second one up on the scale is Marcel Rojo, who weighs in at 135.5. He's going up against Jonathan Martinez. Um, usually there's a uh, an influx of guys who show up or gals. Very much looking forward to the return of one uh, Molly McCann. David Zavada is the third one up on the scale. He meets Alex Morono in a welterweight bout, and he successfully weighs in at 170 Point five pounds. Uh, like I said, this card was supposed to happen in England. Unfortunately, due to COVID, uh, they had to move it to the Apex. I'm getting a little tired of the Apex. I must be honest with you guys. It feels like every card <laughs> yeah. is the exact same, right? Um, feels like deja vu. Although this one, a little more intriguing than the last few. You know, the last few have had good main events, but not exactly the best undercards. This one, I think from top to bottom, there's something for everyone. Uh, next one up on the scale, Khalil Roundtree. He weighs in at 205.5. He's going up against Modestus Bukaskas in a light heavyweight bout. You're a big fan of Modestus. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he should have... I mean, he did have one dodgy decision. I felt he won the fight. But now in this situation, it's a must win for both of these guys. I think they're both coming off two losses coming in. So it's a must win for Modestus and it's a must win for Khalil as far as I'm concerned. Next one up on the scale, and we always love when there's an influx of guys right off the bat. Jack Shore, the undefeated Jack Shore, stepping in at 136 pounds for his bantamweight bout. Of course, you get the one-pound allowance. He meets Ludwig Sholinyan. Look at that. Yeah, wow. how about Stuck that? Stuck the landing. I like it. How about I'm that? glad I realized that gig, man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't want me trying to pronounce these names. Uh, Jack Shore hailing from Wales. One of the uh, the brighter prospects coming out of Europe right now, undefeated. A Cage Warriors alum. Everyone from Cage Warriors very mad at me as of late because I've said <laughs> that they aren't producing the kind of talent that they used to. Jack Shore, another one, Tom Aspinall. And here he is, the man everyone's been talking about, Patty the Batty Pimlet, making his long-awaited UFC debut, looking very svelte. Can't believe this guy used to fight at 145 pounds. He weighs in at 
Look at that hair. He's looking mm-hmm. like a young Carrie Von Eric slash Owen Hart with that hair, if that means anything <laughs> to anyone. The Texas Tornado. Very excited about his debut against Luigi Vendramini, a lightweight bout, Patty the Batty Pimlet. And of course, we'll get Chuck and, and Pizzi's thoughts on all these big names once we yeah. roll through, but it's a little bit of an awkward dance because you know you want to get a thought, you don't want to be the one dominating the conversation, but there's there's this you know how they do fighters. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, the they hit the scale quick here. Yes, here comes the meatball, one of the best characters in the game. Recently uh, published her own children's book, Molly McCann, uh, <laughs> stepping on the scale. You know, we thought at one point that she was going to retire, but here she is back and appears to be in good spirits with uh, some new hair color as well. 125.5 for meatball Molly McCann. She successfully makes weight. Ji Yun Kim is her opponent, a flyweight bout. Of course, teammates with Patty Pimlet bit of a rivalry they don't like to talk about the rivalry with darren till's gym but we all know there's a rivalry there well it right? used to be a lot hotter back in the day ariel believe me it's it's yeah? fairly easy going now but back in the day that was fairly treacherous stuff everyone uh is that are you being are you being serious right now you've messed with are your you mic joking? somehow there ariel you need to stop oh, are this. you being serious are you joking yeah. you're okay you're back you're back yeah. there you go okay no i i was asking if you were being serious about the uh the beef between the two gyms well, um, Paddy once wore a t-shirt that said, don't be scared, homie, before he fought one of Till's teammates. This was very early on in his pro career, but I believe there was a lot of tension, as there is in any like, city with a couple of gyms in it. So, um, yeah, they're all good now. They seem like they're really okay. good mates. They're always talking each other up. Uh, next one up on the scale, Julian Arosa, 149.5 pounds for Juicy J. Um, Here's Modestus. Now, I want to get some clarification there. Does that mean Julian Arosa missed weight? No, it was a catch weight. It was a catch weight. Okay. Uh, here's Modestus, who uh, PT was just speaking about. So this could be our first fight, I believe, that would be officially good to go. He meets Khalil Roundtree Jr., and he successfully makes weight 205 pounds for the Baltic Gladiator. Uh, we've got... Derek Brunson still to come, of course, who has looked very good as of late. All the attention has been on um, one Darren Till, but of course, Derek Brunson, a big part of this main event as well. Charles Jordan is up next, and he's the other side of that catchweight bout against Julian Arosa, and he successfully makes weight at 149.5 pounds as well. So that's a catchweight bout, 150 pounds. It's America versus Canada. Julian Arosa against Charles Jourdain. Big fan of Charles Air Jourdain, hailing from Quebec. Who just snickered yep. right there? That, I just think that's an amazing name. Fair play to him. Yes. Air Jourdain, come on. <laughs> uh, Ludwig oh. Scholignan is next one up. 135 pounds for him. Um, this is a... This is an important fight for Jack Shore as he continues to try to climb up the ranks at 135 pounds. Jack Shore, we saw successfully make weight moments ago as well. Who's the European fighter on this card, PT, that is not getting love that people should know about? Because we know who's getting the love, right? Darren, Patty, Aspinall. I actually the- feel like I feel like Molly and Jack deserve a bit more credit. Um, Molly, I think what she's done with that book is is bigger than MMA. It's bigger than sport. Be true to you. It's called. Um, it's an amazing right book. That's 
it's going to be rolled out um, across schools. I think the hope is so um, children are more familiar with talking about uh, things like the LGBTQ plus community. So I think that's amazing. But Jack Shore is literally like what Conor McGregor was to Ireland in Wales. I went to see him fight to uh, defend his Cage Warriors title before he left for the UFC in an arena and it was absolutely packed and I believe they're going to have a big invasion like the Irish did uh, when we first arrived with McGregor etc with the likes of Mason Jones there lots and lots of talent we've seen John Phillips and guys like that Jack Marshman but I feel like this next generation of Welsh fighter is going to be a really really big deal um, for the for the nation itself wow all right how many people live in Wales I feel like Seven. Wales I mean, it's not that big, right? Well, it's just the Shore family and Mason Jones. <laughs> no, I have no idea, to be honest. But they're they're um, known for their toughness in sports. They're incredi- incredibly um, tough people. So it's no surprise to me at all that they are really good at fighting. 3.2 million people. That's it. Look at that. Ariel, and, does this and, feel like a bit of a come down for you, man? I mean, I feel like you've been on a, on a tour lately. You're at SummerSlam now... You know, then you go to uh, the Jake Paul fight. Now here you are with this. Is this like a big come down for you? No, this feels like the main event, Chuck. How dare you? Okay, uh, all right. This feels. Well, you seem pretty excited by the. You felt pretty excited about those events. So, <laughs> I'm very excited about all of this. I, I love, right. I love working with you guys. I love right. how it's uh, something different every week. We go from wrestling to boxing to MMA. Yeah. I mean, we we broke some uh, glory kickboxing news on the program with Alistair Overeem. I mean, we're really trying to take over combat yeah, yeah. sports here. And the Ringer MMA show podcast and Green Room is a big part of that as well. Um, so, yes, and I feel like this is a great card to start with because it's not a pay-per-view, but it's one of those better fight night cards that uh, we get excited about. Also, I love the fact that it's going on in the afternoon. 4 p.m. Yes, main card starts, nice. 7 p.m. Very smart that they're doing this. Can we talk about, we haven't seen uh, Derek Brunson yet, but can we just talk about this guy? I said recently, who would have thought... Chuck, that Derek Brunson would be, at this point, 10 years after the sale of Strike Force to Zufa, <laughs> yeah. probably the guy who is enjoying the most success from the, the Strike Force era. Who's left? There's not that many guys left. You That's know, you got true. Luke Rockhold coming back. But Derek Brunson, who's won his last four in a row, Elias Theodoro, Ian Heinish, Edmund Shabazi, and Kevin Hall in his last four wins, is the one who's enjoying the most success. And still, even tonight or tomorrow night, tomorrow afternoon, it feels like he's being served up as the opponent. Like he's always in that spot to yeah. be the stepping stone. And here he is again, almost being served up as the stepping stone. And he came in, if you recall, from Strike Force on a two-fight losing streak. So I don't think anybody really thought. It was almost like the Mark Hunt type situation. Like it's, they're kind of inheriting this guy. You didn't really think anything of him as he came into the UFC. So for him to be 10 years later... Uh, in this position, and it's a really strange one, right? Like, he should have a chip on his shoulder because I think he is one of the great unsung fighters of our day right now with his four-fight win streak and what he's been able to do. But the fact that he's here in a main event, it's just, uh, I can't say too many people would have predicted that. We've got Luigi Vendramini on the scale now. Um, He's here for that Patty Pimblett bout. Looking to weigh in. Very much looking forward to this. Patty has been very confident going into this fight. 155.5 155.5 pounds for the Brazilian Luigi Vendramini. Uh, Patty has said he doesn't expect this fight to go past the first round. Let me ask you a tough question, Pizzi. Is Patty Pimlet deserving of all the hype and attention that he is receiving? He's got a great name, a great look. He's a fun character. But do you think he could be that next guy coming out of Europe? 
I, I think he really can, Ariel. And and it's not just like his ability. He's been an absolutely stunning submission specialist. And that's that's no joke as well. That's at really high level. He is really, really good when it comes to submission skills. But it's his personality. He is and has been a huge name in this neck of the woods since probably 2014 when he cut that epic promo on Conor McGregor. I mean, that, that guy was 19, 20 years of age. And everybody Tell us the in promo. Liverpool- Tell us the promo for those that don't don't know or didn't hear it. So they were trying to, he won the FCC title while Cage Warriors was in a hiatus at the time. And the interviewer, Steve Cook Abbott, said to him, you know, everybody's talking about how you should fight Artem Lobov because Artem Lobov was trying to get in the UFC at the time. He needed a big name from the regional scene and Paddy was that guy. And then when he was asked about it, Paddy said, I'll smoke him, Lobov, I'll smoke him. (laughs) Actually, throw in McGregor, throw in McGregor and I'll smoke him too. So... Paddy, Paddy actually and Connor, I felt like there was a bit of a rift there, but I feel like it's a real nod to his status that Connor McGregor is tweeting about him, trying to make friendly conversation with Paddy ahead of this. It's like he realizes the amount the amount of momentum that Paddy has coming into this. He's a real personality, and um, I think everybody has every right to get excited about him. He's polarizing. He says what he says. He's very outspoken, and look, he's a very very exciting fighter to watch. Um, even when he's lost to the likes of Soren Back, who's a standout European fighter, he proved it. He sent out a week later x-rays of his hand that was completely destroyed. It led to the biggest hiatus he had from the sport trying to get that hand um, fixed. So he's meant to improve the striking a lot, but I don't think he should go near striking against Vendramini because that's his one path to victory, I feel. Paddy is excellent on the ground. We'd love to see a signature flying triangle here because he's well capable of it. We've seen two already in his career. Look at that. Well done. Thank Unfortunately, you. we're not going to see his uh, his customary orange shorts. I'm he sick wears of these those shorts. That's uh, horrible, right? It's a travesty. I, I, think, oh, I think the Venom ones are a bit better than the Reebok ones, but why? It's just, What's be- I mean, like we're talking about going from a negative ten to like a negative eight, right? On the scale of coolness, they're so. I, I don't think anything bothers me more in in MMA or in the UFC than the uniforms, and now. They're happening at the same place, at the same arena, at the same venue, all wearing the same clothes. Like what? Why do we want Happy Meal MMA? Why do we want the same know. thing every single weekend? I don't get it. I honestly don't get it. It blows my mind. Does this Imagine annoy you guys? Imagine back in the day. Imagine back in the day, you know, when Anderson Silva and Rich Franklin were fighting. Rich with his like Neapolitan colored trunks. <laughs> You know what I mean, and uh, and and the spider wearing his black and and yellow like these were major markers for people who were first watching them. They somehow associate the colors to them and everything else. Um, I do not like. I still don't. I didn't know how much it would matter ultimately the aesthetic, but the homogenization essentially of the uh, UFC brand, like in terms of uh, the fighters all kind of wearing the same gear, man. It it rubs me the wrong way as time goes on because it just feels like it's part of a. Uh, uh, a cult or something, you know, especially with the Reebok era. I will say that Venom is a little more on that pulse. They kind of know, uh, they kind of, they kind of know what the, the the fighters' tastes are a little bit and have some nuance to them. But I have not enjoyed this era. I got to say, yeah, probably it's probably a nod to me being conditioned from this era that I say that Venom is a bit better than Reebok at all. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, I really yeah. it should be. The like, bar's you know, pretty the low fact, there. I mean, these guys aren't employees. They should be able to, you know. Um, advertise themselves, get across their personality more than just, you know, by the way they fight. I feel like Paddy the Baddy, especially being such an outspoken dude, such a huge personality, I feel like they've missed a beat by not sorting him out. Look, I mean, who's the guy with the camo shorts? What's his name? What's oh, uh, the lad Bryce. who got the camo shorts? 
Bryce Mitchell. Bryce Mitchell. Bryce Mitchell. How are you going to give Bryce Mitchell a pair of shorts and not get paid a body of pair? Well, of he also had to beg for them literally for like yeah. five, six fights until he finally got them, and they weren't even <laughs> that all. nice when he ended up getting them. Yeah, I mean, but the thing to me is. Why do we love fighting? We love the personalities. We love the mm-hmm. uniqueness. We love Mike Tyson walking out in the all black and, and, and the black shoes and no socks and that towel over his head. And this idea that everyone has to look the same. And then my, my favorite part of the whole explanation is, oh, we want it to look clean. We don't want it to look like NASCAR. Meanwhile, yeah. there are more ads on the mat these <laughs> yeah. days than yeah. ever before. <laughs> Meanwhile, now, oh, we want it to look mainstream. I mean, with all due respect to Venom, not mainstream, with all due respect to cryptocurrency.com, which is on the... That, what is that? <laughs> a good site. That's the worst one, actually. You know that? The T-shirts for, oh for the, the, the Connor fight. Well, wait, ceremonial is, wins. Is, is, Pat, is Patty's uh, his orange shorts are uh, homage, right, to Sakuraba? Yes, Sakuraba, Sakuraba so, yeah. That's the other thing. I mean, you're just you're looking at these connections and these homages that are in real time. Come on. Yeah. It's crazy. You know what I mean? You, I want to see, see that sort of thing. Um, and then... Okay, we could sit here and like be like, oh, it doesn't look good. It looks the same, blah, blah, blah. But then when you add, you know, and I hate to be a broken record, but when you add to the fact that they make no money off of this stuff, right? Like they, they, <laughs> they slapped on the crypto thing two days before the Connor fight and none of them made money. Now, Connor and Sean O'Malley were the only ones who didn't wear them. If you notice, the rest did, including mm, Dustin. I did not notice. Yeah, they were, I think, I think Sean, excuse me, came out with nothing. And I think Connor put on his soccer jersey or it's a soccer like jersey that, that uh, for the team for his new pub, the Black Forge. So uh, right. that's what he wore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And of course, they're not going to say anything to him, but the other guys don't have that kind of leverage. I think Dana did say something to him, right? Because he came he out did? on stage. Remember, he walked past Dana, and then Dana started saying something to him. And he, well, he obviously had to take the top off anyway. But um, I don't know. I'd say he was like, "Here, mate, for fuck's sake, it's the first day on the job. Will you put the bleeding T-shirt on?" <laughs> <laughs> it just drives me nuts, man. I like. I want. We want events and fights to feel special, to feel different. And I'm sure there are people out there, oh, why are you focusing on this? Talk about the fights. But to me, it adds to it. It, it Like pro wrestling, right? Imagine, and I know it's not the same. I know one's great. But imagine if all the wrestlers were wearing the same thing, right? I mean, at the end of the day, this is real pro wrestling. It's about the character. So I don't know. This, this, it get it, like Joanne Calderwood used to fight in that, like, you know, Scottish kilt. And now she mm-hmm. just looks like everyone else. You got to make them look different. Anyway. Do you guys feel, I'll start with you, Chuck, do you feel if Darren Till wins this fight, where, where would you put him in the in the middleweight division? Because we know that Robert Whitaker is fighting Israel. We know yeah. that they're just waiting to give him a title shot, right? Like they, he, It's not like he's going to have the Leon Edwards you know, deck of cards where he's going to have to win nine in a row. How, what does he have to... He wins this fight, which is no easy task, and then what? Is it the next one? Is it one more? What do you think? Jeez. Well, it helps when... The champion himself is actually endorsing you as the next <laughs> yes. contender, right? I feel like right. that's actually a, a very nice thing to have in your corner. I'd, I honestly don't know because this is one of those you must squint to kind of see uh, what Darren Till's doing anyway because if you just look strictly on his record and coming off, you know, I think he's, what, two out of three he's lost. He's coming off a loss, although it was a, a good fight with Whitaker. And some of the entertainment value of his fights, right? Like not all of them are barn burners. <laughs> um it adds up to a very strange sort of um, thing. I think his personality and who he is, and I think that you helped that a lot, Ariel, by um, getting him on your show and having the banter. But I think that uh, it's like it's more like he's bigger than his station at this point. So it's a very difficult uh, 
situation. I would think that he's getting every pass. If he goes in there and has a very good showing, because he hasn't finished anybody since 2017, and that was when he was fighting a very undersized Cerrone, right? Like, he hasn't he hasn't scored a finished victory. So if he's able to go in there and emphatically do something and really make a statement, I feel like the UFC would love that, and I feel like the division would open up, media would love it. I feel like he would probably have... Um, an inside track to a spot, either you know, to wait out the title or somebody to be a, a number one contender fight, even if he hasn't fully earned it. I think that he would still get boosted up to that area because I think a lot of people would want to see that. But here's the thing, Chuck. You mentioned it there, right? About uh, he hasn't been in these barn burners. I don't think the matchup with Brunson really gives itself no. to being this crazy affair. If you've seen what uh, Brunson <sighs> expertly did to all these prospects, these guys are strikers. They want to strike with him. He's taking them down and just pulverizing them on the ground. I think Darren Till could be in big trouble if he doesn't get going very early in this fight. We all know he has power. But if he doesn't hit Brunson earlier and set a precedent, he could just end up under him for five rounds. And Brunson is happy enough to take these wins. So um, like, there is no way he's one win away from the title if he loses to Brunson on Saturday evening. No. No way. No, 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 no. He's won one fight, and it was actually very impressive. People don't give him enough credit for that performance against Gaston, I believe. Mm. But I believe this is the straw that breaks the camel's back if Brunson beats him on Saturday night. And he he probably needs to think about going back down to welterweight, even though he absolutely destroyed himself to do that. Because if he doesn't beat Brunson, it means he cannot cut it at 185 as as far as I'm concerned. Well, Brunson has certainly knock the mojo off of a couple of guys. Yes. And he can do that. And I know that, I mean, if you imagine a scenario at all uh, that plays out like the Kevin Holland thing, where people are actively almost hating the dominance of something like that because it's so uh, it's so patterned after the first round. You're like, well, that, now it's just rinse and repeat for the rest of this fight. If he goes through anything like that, where he's just on his back and fending off and can't do anything, um, that I mean, I feel like Darren Till's star would dip hugely at that point. This feels like a must win for him, not to say that he's going to be done, cut, anything like that, but yeah. I mean, he goes all the way to the back of the queue. It's going to be very hard now. We have to be honest. There's no meritocracy. They, I mean, no. I, I remember a time where Alexander Gustafson <laughs> got brutally knocked out by Rumble Johnson and got a title shot off of that against Daniel Cormier. So, I mean, really, anything can happen here. Yeah. But it, it will be hard to justify it, especially when you consider the fact that, you know, the Izzy fight against Robert Whitaker is probably only going to happen in the beginning of 2022 True. because of all the issues in travel. Um you know, there aren't a ton of guys. I mean, Jared Cannonier had a win and, and uh, looked good. And Izzy has said he's wanting, you know, wants to fight him. Sean Strickland is out there. Luke Rockhold's coming in. But there's not a massive cue because, let's be honest, Izzy has fought and defeated most of the guys. He's fighting Whitaker, beat him already, um, beat Costa yeah. rather convincingly, beat Vittori, uh, beat Derek Brunson. So there's a path for Till to maybe be True. one win away after this one. But, of and, course, he has to win this one. You know, Let's let's face it. This would probably, if it's Till versus Adesanya. I know you say his name correctly. I still say it Adesanya. It's but Adesanya. 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 Okay. Yeah. There's some emphasis there in the middle that yeah. I can't quite hit. But mm-hmm. you know, if he, if it's Darren Till who gets that next shot, let's face it, man. I mean, you know, Vittori, like fighting Vittori a couple of times, but uh, defending against Vittori or uh, you know Derek Brunson or any of these types of guys isn't the same kind of event. I really believe if Darren Till has a good showing, he gets through Brunson. Um, that's actually maybe one of the more exciting, you know, middleweight fights that you could put maybe in a long time. Uh, I think Mm -hmm. that that would actually be a lot of fun. 
Yeah, and I mean, I think he has the best chance there in that, in that fight against Izzy because they will be fighting each other in each other's wheelhouse. You're not going to see anyone shooting for takedowns. I think if that fight is made, he's one of the trickiest matchups for Adesanya. It's just, can he actually get there? As Adesanya said to you, Ariel, please, please, I'm giving you so many layups here. Please Thank just you. make it happen this time. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I appreciate all the assists. Now, I uh, want to give a shout-out to Canada's own Marc-André Barrio, who just uh, weighed in at 184.5 pounds. want to let you all know, follow us on the app if you're listening to us live, because then you'll know when we go live. We'll go live immediately after the main event tomorrow night around 7 p.m. You know, it doesn't end at exactly the same time every time, but it's a 4 to 7 main card on ESPN+. And we love to get you guys involved. So without further ado, let's get you guys involved. Let's go to Callum... Gillespie first. Let's see, Callum. I've clicked on your name, Callum, and in a matter of seconds, you are live. Hey, Callum, what's up? Where are you calling from? Uh, Dublin. Yep. Dublin. <laughs> what Fair part? Let's go Callum. specific. Let's go specific. What part? Are we in... Uh, are, which, which, which? Oh, no. just up the road, mate. Dublin 15. What? Well done. Represent. Represent. <laughs> um, I was just listening to you talk about Darren Hill there. And if he does lose, do you think that there's a possibility that he would move up a weight and move up to light heavyweight instead? Or would he go back mm. down? Go ahead, oh, PT. Oh, man. I think, I, I think um, 170 is just... It, it, he looked, I was there in Liverpool when he fought Thompson and he looked disgraceful. It was scary. He didn't make weight. Um, he'd really need to get someone... And he did have uh, Owen Gallagher involved with his weight cut at that time, but... I don't know. I feel like he probably would have to stick around 185, but maybe rejig things. Um, it would. What would it be then? Four. Would it be four outings and three losses then? I mean, he's still such an interesting character. The UFC definitely wouldn't get rid of him. He's one of the biggest fan favorites on the roster. But what's really up with your audio all of a sudden? All of a sudden, there's like an echo when you're speaking. Do you hear? Do you guys hear that too, or is it just? I can me? hear it. Yeah, I can hear that. I can hear it when you're talking as well. Yeah, you know, it's probably Troy who just went... No, it's not Troy. Hmm. Uh, are you guys using headphones? What, how, how did this happen all of a sudden? Weird. Ever since I brought in... Uh, yeah, it, that's coincided. Callum, don't let him blame you for this. Don't no, let him I, blame I, you for this. It's I had always to, the 15. I had, to dump, I had to dump Callum because all of a sudden when I... But Callum's no longer there. Let's try another guy. Maybe the, if okay. I bring Sorry another that, person. Callum. I would have never done that to you. I would have never done it to you, Callum. Uh, let's go to Toke Jensen. Good old Toke. Cool. Uh, well, I'm calling from Denmark. Um, I formerly actually was a co-host with uh, your Danish journalist friend, Asen uh, Feisad. If you know oh, yeah, him, Mario. Him. Yes, I love yeah, him. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I was his co-host for a while there. Um, but I'm wondering, with this European card, why do two Canadians actually just get buried on the prelims here? I think, <laughs> I think, I mean, I think it's kind of rude when you look at like uh, Charles Jordan, formerly, formerly ranked, and now he's just buried on the prelims against a journeyman and Julian Arosa. I feel that's kind of kind of strange for this card. Well, this is a very European card, PT. Get out of the chat and come back. I'm removing Chuck. Okay, it's just me, you, and Troy, Toke. And am I pronouncing it correctly? Is it Toke? And Callum, I'll get you back in. I'll get you back in. Don't worry. 
I don't really care. It doesn't really bother me, to be honest. You know, what does it matter? Prelims, main card, it's all on the same channel anyway. So I don't really get all... How does it matter? He gets paid the exact same. More for exposure purposes, I guess. But um, it might might not matter as much uh, in these days. I don't know. It just seems weird that he's on the on the prelims when he's kind of one of the uh, biggest is. names outside of the main event and co-main event. I, I think they're really trying to cater this card to the European audience. Um, I would agree with you that maybe he deserves a bigger name than Julian Arosa, but, you know, he's he's right below Jack Shore, by the way, who you can make a case should be higher up on the card as well. Right? Jack, I mean, I think Jack Shore should be like the third fight, you know, I don't know, from the top. Remember, he was also supposed to fight Lerone Murphy, which would have been uh, a big-time fight. I think that would have been higher on the card, Charles Jourdain. Um, but Murphy had to uh, had to withdraw due to visa issues. And so in enters Julian Arosa. So I think that's part of the uh, the reason why maybe he's not getting the love. Yeah, but it, it's a fun card for sure. It's just, uh, I just think it's weird. But um but yeah, it is a European card. There's no Danes on it, which is kind of annoying, but um, <laughs> that's how it is, I guess. Um, all right. Well, thank you for the uh, thank you for the call. I appreciate it, and thank you for listening. All right. All right. Thank you very much, Atok. So we had someone from Ireland. We had someone from Denmark uh, trying to get Chuck and Pizzi back. All right. One sec. How did you do that to me? Why did you PT? do that? PT, PT there. Yes. Hello. Yeah, there we go. No, I and was now, not the problem. I was not the n- issue. No, you weren't. You weren't. It was Chuck. <laughs> and I just want to say that I feel a bit bullied by you because you blame me. I had to leave. Um, I thought it was disgraceful, to be honest, Ariel. And and I was while another Irish man was on the call. So you've really kind of. You've really kind of abused the Irish nation as far, as far as I'm concerned here. As soon as uh, Connor stops winning, he hates yes. the Irish. When he's winning, oh, this is the best country in the world. The, the Irish fans are my favorite. Bit sicky after that one now. It's going to take okay. a little time for us to rebuild our All Irish right, relax, on. relax. Here we go. Here's okay. Chuck. Moment of truth for right. Chuck. Come on, Chuck. Okay, okay, I'm back, I'm back. All right. Sorry about yes. that. All right, we're perfect. Now, It was Troy's uh, fault, obviously. No, yeah, it was we'll Chuck's that. fault. It All was right, Chuck's well, I fault. apologize. I don't know what happened there. The old man. Uh, let's go back. I, I feel bad. Oh. <laughs> I I feel bad that I uh, that I bumped Callum off the uh, the thing because I was blamed. <laughs> I blamed him. So let's go back to Callum and see if everything's okay here with Callum. Two Irish people accused of this immediately. <laughs> it's easy. Hey, Sorry Callum. That, Callum. We are back, and it wasn't me. It wasn't you, Callum, <laughs> and it was it was nobody from Ireland. I just want to underline that. I'm sitting here panicking, thinking that I'm ruining it for everyone. No, yeah. Callum, you made it special for me, to be honest, mate. You don't think that Darren Till would move up? No, he's too so. small, to be honest. Um, he doesn't He doesn't look shredded at 185, and not that I think he has to be, but I think it's the old problem with the weight classes we're going back to here, lads, isn't it? Like, uh, the 15-pound difference there is just too extreme. Yeah, um, you know, I wouldn't want to see him trying to cut down to 170 again, really, but it's just like, will Darren Till be happy to maybe be fighting guys from 15 to 10 in the division. I'd look, I, I think there's some fantastic fights to be made there with the likes of uh, Edmund Shabazian and guys like that. But I think he wants to be fighting for titles. And if he isn't fighting for titles, I don't really think he, he'd be too interested in sticking around. Darren Till v. Jake Paul. What? Woo! That'd be tasty. 
<laughs> Come on. Get get out of here with that. Yes. Tommy Fury yes. or Jake Paul? Dang. That's a good question. Um, <laughs> honestly, Don't piss your sister off, Ariel. Honestly, uh, I think I think I think Tommy, despite the fact I said I think I said it on Saturday, excuse me, on Sunday or Monday, I thought Tommy Fury was the biggest loser of Sunday night's card. Honestly, because that thing was 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 set up for him to look like a million bucks. He was fighting a guy who has fought at 135 pounds against James Gallagher. He was fighting a guy who's fought at 145, recently 155, and he's 180 pounds and he's a brick house at 180 pounds. And so the fact that he didn't even score a knockdown like a knockdown okay yeah. forget about a knockout a knockdown couldn't get that and oh by the way this business with the british commission changing the rounds Ridiculous. the Ridiculous. night before <laughs> to protect him from six to four meanwhile you have jake paul going eight rounds with tyron woodley i don't care if it's woodley's pro boxing debut like what are they afraid of they were afraid that anthony taylor was going to beat tommy fury in ohio how do they even have the jurisdiction to do that alas i digress um, I think that he is still the front runner because I think, you know, Furies versus the Paul brothers and all that stuff would, and everyone wants to see. Honestly, I think Jake Paul. Am I crazy? <laughs> Coming around. Chuck, man. am I crazy? Yeah, yeah. Am I, no, you're an absolute Mark. You're a Mark. No, I'm not a Mark. Come on, man. You, okay, Chuck, you just said I'm not crazy. What do you think? No, I, I don't think you're crazy, man. I mean, just watching that, that card, you know, I, uh, if I'm if I'm handicapping that right now, I'd probably make uh, Paul a slight favorite. He's a fighting man. He's from a fighting family. His dad is terrifying. You know what I mean? This is what I'm saying. You you know about the fighting families. By the way, what about... 15. Listen, what about Tommy Fury saying in the post-fight interview, hey guys, I've only had 10 amateur fights. This was my seven. I was like, wait, so you've competed 17 times? I don't care if it's amateur or not. Wow. Uh, He's really going to bat for Jakey Listen, Cakes here, isn't he? Jake oh has fought in four total fights. One amateur, three professional. Two of those were against YouTubers. One of them was against Nate Robinson. Like, the guy just went... <laughs> can we give the guy a little bit of credit? Now, he was raw. He was slow. He got hit. Absolutely. But I don't know. I wasn't blown away with Tommy. And I have been saying that Tommy doesn't get enough respect because he's you know the love island guy i think people are a little harsh on him i'm just saying if i had to pick one i'm probably wow. picking uh jakey cakes yeah. pizza <laughs> you you watch love island pizza no I, I watched one episode um we were actually me and me and elaine went down to look after our nieces and she just left me in the room with her two teenage nieces while i watched this episode and it was the worst possible thing that could have been on the tv we're sitting <laughs> look at all going, this. oh my god look at, look at them qualify this come on am i gonna have to, am i gonna have to explain this shit like i mean the stuff they're talking about they all they all have plastic surgery from head to toe they all look like you know 20 year old lizards and they're all 18 yeah. years of age wow um i think tommy fury is probably the most beautiful contestant in the history of love island by the way I'm not a tommy fury i thought you were gonna yeah. say I thought you were going to say this, and I would have agreed with you. Tommy Fury might be the best-looking human being that I've ever laid eyes on. I mean, He's regardless gorgeous. of... You said that, he, yeah. He is... His eyes, I don't know how he comes... He's melting. I don't know how he comes from the same, like, gene pool as Tyson. I know they're half-brothers, <laughs> but how could two individuals yeah, who are related true. look that different? Uh, is is Callum, Jake Paul hiding a receding hairline with that hairline with that hair stuff he's got going on? He I hasn't been he to the, he hasn't been to the dentist in two years. He hasn't been to I don't know well, what that was all head, about. He said the barbers as well, and his head was perfectly shaved. I'm glad he's finally yeah. prioritizing his, his dental care though. That's good. He he looks like he it looks like he's getting a haircut every day, like Cody Garbrandt. Like his his <laughs> his his beard yeah. and his fade is on point every day. Callum, we got to run. There's a lot of people, but thank you very much. Love you, Callum. I'm sorry about what Ariel said about you, mate. Sorry about what Ariel said.
This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Kyle in the house. Kyle, what's up, man? Nothing much, man. Wow, I'm really glad you guys uh, picked on me here. Well, we're not picking on you. We're just picking <laughs> you to speak. Oh, yes. Uh, where Where are you calling from? I'm in uh, Middletown, Delaware. Wow. Look at that. Represent. Mm-hmm. So we've we've gone from Dublin to Denmark to Chicago to Delaware. I like this mm-hmm. very much. Um, what's on your mind? Man, I'm, I'm pumped for tomorrow, man. I'm... Uh, Obviously, I'm an American, but some of the best MMA coverage, in my opinion, has been from uh, from people like Pizza Carroll, of course, you Ariel, but also like you know Nick Pete and Adam Carroll. Right. So, so, so I'm not that familiar yet. Just left yeah. me up here. <laughs> you had me. <laughs> but my point is, is like uh, I've gotten a lot of cool insight on all these all these UK fighters, and they're some of the people I'm most excited to watch. So. Tomorrow is like perfect for me. Watch the. Do you like the afternoon cards? I do, man. I don't even get the worst of it, of course, because I'm not in the UK, but I like being able to finish a card and then still have some time to do stuff uh, in uh, Eastern time. I don't, I don't like being up watching uh, a fight night that may or may not turn out to be particularly interesting <laughs> until 1 a.m., you know, like. I know, I know. For those, you should see PT smirking over here. <laughs> oh God, I can only, I can only imagine. But yeah, personally, man, I love it because you know I wake up, you know, and do whatever I want, just relax, chores, whatever, and then uh, I get to watch the fights when I'm not like tired. But I'm speaking of the, I'm preaching to the choir here. But yeah, man, I love it. Kyle, can I ask you because you'd probably know way more about this than Ariel or Chuck? But are you thinking that Tom Aspinall could come away as the big UK name after this card on Saturday night? Because I feel like 
I'm really confident Aspinall goes in there and gets it done, gets it going against Spivak, but I'm not so confident in Till. And I think even if Till gets it done, it might not be in the spectacular fashion that we all expect from Till, despite, as Chuck said earlier, he hasn't had a finish since 2017. Because I am really hot on Tom Aspinall. I think he's unbelievable. He has been a sparring partner for Tyson Fury. He sparred him two or three times a week for a year. He was also considering a career in professional boxing. I believe this is the guy. His dad is one of the first jiu-jitsu black belts in the UK as well. I mean, this guy, I feel, like, is the guy we should all be paying attention to. He might not have the funny tweets with Ariel Hawani or anything like that, but I think he gets it done in the octagon in a serious, serious manner. Yeah, I, I completely agree, man. Um, I learned about him, of course, I think, uh, when he fought uh, Collier, and I was just mm. like, wow, who is this guy? And then, and then I just threw, like, a lot of the other coverage that you and your colleagues do. It's... I've learned about him, and yeah, dude, I I completely agree. I think he's going to have a really great performance, and and I could see it being a really awesome finish. So I definitely agree that he could be, uh, he could really have his star rise uh, after tomorrow. But also, I'm pumped for Jack Shore, man, because I watched tough, I watched tough, and the dude he's fighting is like, you know, he's as they say, oh, he's he's got heart, he's tough, but. I mean, that doesn't really mean much against someone like Jack Shore. So I think um, I'm also hoping that Jack I'm, – I'm expecting Jack to kind of run through this guy and get a really, uh, you know, maybe a classic RNC setup or something like that. But, mm. yeah, so I'm, I'm pumped for both of them. Then also, of course, fingers crossed for Molly. And we've only seen one or two of Patty's fights, but uh, I'm, uh, I'm really pumped for it. Kyle, appreciate the call, my man. Thank you very much. Of course, man. Kyle. Yeah, I, I'm interested all you guys. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, hey, Kyle. Ariel is, Ariel is a madman. I mean, we got to keep, we gotta keep gotta this move. train rolling along. Keep By moving. the way, you know what I love? I love Tapology, tapology.com. Oh, yeah. uh, they're my go-to site. It's amazing to look at the canceled and fizzled bouts section at the bottom of the card. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve fights Get that out. were scheduled to be on this card have been removed. The big 12? one, of course, yeah. The the it's biggest like, bummer was uh, the Paul Craig Alexander Gustafson fight. Yeah. I was really looking forward to that. Also, Mark G. Casey against Rafael Alves. Um, Lerone yeah. Murphy as well. It could have been an even bigger yeah. night for UK MMA, yeah. to be honest. Like. Um, you know, Jack and Tom are lucky to get opponents on such short notice. Of course, Aspinall was meant to fight Sergei Pavlovich, and uh, Jack Shaw was booked for another opponent at the start as well. Um, yeah, Nathaniel Wood was meant to be on the card. It, it could have been an even bigger card, I feel. I feel like this is the biggest card in UK MMA history that isn't happening in the UK, okay, bar probably okay. Bisping I mean, and insane? Luke Rockhold. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> well, that is a what? I mean, I know, to no, I know we're excited to be here. I know we're excited to be the biggest card in UK MMA history. Get out of here. That didn't happen in UK. Listen uh, to me. Let's okay, by the way. Okay, UK MMA history. Okay, Michael 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 Bisp Michael Bisping fighting for the title against Luke Rockhold is. I said that as well, but you rudely interrupted me. Actually, hey, let's get a female voice in here. Angie is joining us. Angie, are you there? Yeah. Hi, everyone. This is Angie calling in from the Netherlands. How are you doing? The Netherlands. I love it. You sound like Jermaine Durand to me. Oh yeah, I actually went to school with her. What? Interesting. Look at this. Tell us about her. <laughs> was she a good uh, classmate? 
Yeah, she was very nice. She was very cool. We didn't ha- hang out that much, but she was a cool girl. Cool. Uh, what's on your mind? Um, yeah, I'm tuning into the car tomorrow. I'm so happy it's at 8 p.m. for us. Finally, I wake up every week at 4 a.m. to watch the fight. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so that guy in Delaware is complaining. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I wake up every week 4 a.m. Don't complain, guys. Come on. <laughs> so Meatball Molly, I'm a big fan. What do you think is next for her if she wins? Oh, let's go to Pizzi on that one. He's yeah. the meatball uh, expert. Yeah, well, I feel like, you know, this is a must win for Molly, to be honest. Um, yes, I agree with that. She, yep. she, re- she really, really needs to kind of plant the flag. I, I feel like. This is a good fight for her. I feel like she's she's very good in striking exchanges. I, I actually think she's better on the ground than she thinks she is because we've seen some good stuff on the ground where ever since that debut loss to Gillian Robertson. I think she's improved a lot. But um, I just feel like this 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 fight will suit her. Uh, Kim likes to strike too, likes to stay in the pocket, and Molly loves a war. She's so tough, man, and, and she has an amazing personality. Um, I feel like she needs a bigger spotlight to, to really show the world what she can do. Um, as Ariel knows, Ariel's interviewed her many times. She is an amazing personality. She's infectious to be around. And uh, I think that the fact that Paddy's now in the mix helps her as well because they're kind of like a double act. But um, <laughs> as far as what's next, I think this one is way more important than what's next, to be honest. This is a must win and she needs to get this one done to really focus on the future at all because, you know, she could be looking at a future outside of the octagon if she doesn't have her hand raised. Yeah, because uh, Angie, she's lost her last two in a row. And if you recall, the last time we saw her fight, it looked like she was kind of thinking about retiring. She took off the gloves, but then she said it was for other personal reasons. But anytime a fighter is sort of wavering there and it seems like they have maybe one foot out the door, um, it's a little troubling. Um, So yeah, I, I don't know if they cut her after three fights. I mean, they're keeping a lot of fighters obviously on the roster now because of COVID and cancellations and whatnot. But, you know... 31, um, three fight losing streak, a division that's relatively thin. So that's probably in her favor. She is popular, but a tough opponent, um, relatively tough, if you will. Yeah, I think this is a really important fight. It's one of the more uh, make it or break it fights, I think, on this card. By the way, Angie, I don't know if you're a, a general fight fan, but it's a big weekend for uh, the Netherlands. Uh, Badr Hari is fighting this weekend in glory. Yes, I know. Yes. Are you a fan of his? Um, I'm not into kickboxing, to be honest. Okay. So I'm a very okay. casual kickboxing fan. I only watch when Bader, uh fights or when uh, Rico Verhoeven fights. So I will be uh, tuning in when Rico fights Alistair Overeem. Yes. Yes. yes, that is a fun one. I'm looking forward to yes, that. Yes, absolutely. Big weekend for all kinds of fighting because not only do we have UFC, we have the Bader Hari fight. Katie Taylor, the pride Ooh. of Ireland, fighting tomorrow night as well. I love Katie, on, Katie Taylor. I'm a big fan. Is it a bit? By the way, PT is like when Katie fights compared to when Connor fights. It's not quite the same, right? I mean, Connor's still oh, yeah, a bigger it's, deal. It's it's pretty. Is much, it? It's very similar over here. No, very come on. Similar. Really very similar, man. I mean, we did, she doesn't get the same traveling support. I guess. Like, I think that's what separated Connor from most people. That's what people kind of drew comparisons between Italia ninety, as you've heard enough about. And, and yes. Connor's run because he was moving so much, pe- so many people to the extent that they went and traveled. When Connor fights now, you don't get like parents and grandparents tuning in to watch him, but they definitely will be watching Katie. And did you know that Molly McCann is a distant cousin of Katie Taylor's? Really? What? Yes. yes. I didn't know that. 
Yes, she look is. Um, they're hmm. second cousins. Um, I did hear the story once. But if you actually look at them, they're very similar looking. Molly and Katie. They they do share a lot of features, I believe. So wow. um, didn't shock me. I believe it's like a an aunt um, who who is from Bray, where where Katie is from, that they share. So uh, yeah. Um, Molly doesn't want to make a huge thing of it because she feels like people think she'd be clout chasing if she keeps on right. talking about it. But um, yeah, she 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 is one hundred percent adamant that she is actually related to Katie Taylor, and I believe it. I love watching Katie fight. Um, Derek Brunson, by the way, just weighed in one hundred and eighty six pounds, which means that the main event tomorrow is official. Darren Till was the first one to weigh in. Good on him. Here's Brunson. Fifty four minutes later, uh, they do get you know, two hours to weigh in. So we're about to approach the end of the first hour. Uh, he has successfully made weight as well. Angie, so nice to hear from you. Hey, your friends may not be MMA fans, but you got friends here, okay? So whenever we do one of these, please join us. <laughs> Every time I used to do these weigh-in shows with uh, with uh, Chael Sonnen, nothing would piss him off more than when the heavyweights would come towards the end <laughs> of the, uh, the morning weigh-in. Just thinking that. I was just thinking this. Where's Tom Aspinall at? I know. What's taking him so He's long? probably drinking his blue moon somewhere. It, now that this is got. why I don't talk about Tom Aspinall, PT. This is why. Well, Tom Aspinall has beautiful hair. Um, he's a fantastic gentleman. He's the only man flying the flag for Wigan, for God's sake. Everyone keeps on calling him a scouser. He's not a scouser. He's from Wigan, mate. Wigan. Oh, mm. Wigan, Wigan is, a, is a soccer uh, a football team too, but it's an actual town as well? Yes, it's a town. They have a fantastic nightclub called Morty's that I visited. Morty's. When I was over there. there with MMA on point, filming our beer tasting with, with Tom yeah. Aspinall. And when we walked in, there was an 80-year-old woman singing Angels by Robbie Williams. I don't know if that was a big hit. In the US, it certainly was in the UK. And uh, really, the evening just got more magical the more we stayed there. But uh, a wow. beautiful place, Wigan. Um, it's actually a rugby place. So everybody sees Tom's ears and they think he's a rugby player. And they're like, oh, what team do you play for? <laughs> and he's like, no, no, I punch people in the face for a living. So um, yeah, that's, a, you know, that's another little tidbit. To, to borrow from uh, Ariel's vernacular, it was very good theater to watch you, yes. uh, you know, giving... Aspen all those beers. I it was actually sort of funny because you know over here Bud Light and all these uh, the, the beers you were actually giving him garbage beer. Like everybody oh, yeah. knows these beers. He was tasting them for the first time and swilling around his mouth. I thought that was pretty. It was pretty fun to watch that. I couldn't believe when we got the beers because we just thought. I guess we thought that the off licenses in Wigan would have a bit more to offer. So when we came in, we're like, oh, it's just <laughs> the basic package we're giving them here. Yeah. But um, Blue Moon it's was a good the clear winner from the get go. From the get go. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I loved it. I loved doing that kind of thing. And um, it was actually, we filmed that in a gym that he works out in for strength and conditioning that also has a pub in it, which I thought was the funniest thing in the world. So it's yep. a gym, a strength and conditioning gym that also has a bar attached that's also a rugby club. So um, Wigan, big up Wigan. <laughs> I used to love when Ricky Hatton would come out to Blue Moon, <laughs> you've right. got me standing, na, na. I don't yeah. know the words exactly, but uh, that was great. In the fat suit. Did, did the Blue Moon, did that, that song has nothing to do with the beer, right? I think that no, song came out way it. before the beer, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the Man City song. So when Man City walk out right, to right. Uh, play football, they play Blue Moon. Now, why is that? Now, why is that the Man City song? Because it's blue. That's it. There's no yeah, other reason. That's all they uh, need, mate. There probably yeah. is more reasons, but um, Ricky Hatton was a Man City fan, and yeah. So such is such. As of right now, we're approaching the one-hour mark of the official weigh-ins. 
there are two fighters left on the prelims, Jae-yoon Kim, who meets Molly McCann, and Jonathan Martinez, who's in the curtain jerker against Marcelo Rojo. Uh, everyone on the prelims, other than those two, who haven't weighed in yet, have successfully made weight. As far as the rest of the main card is concerned, everyone has successfully made weight, including main eventers Derek Brunson and Darren Till, uh, including Patty the Batty Pimlet, except for the two heavyweights fighting in the co-main event. I mean, come on. <laughs> Typical. Sergey Spivak and Tom Aspinall. So we're, we are awaiting the arrival of those two. Jae-yoon Kim just made weight, 126 pounds. So her fight against Molly McCann is good to go. Uh, only 10 fights, I believe, on this card. Yeah, 10 fights. Uh, mm-hmm. And so the only fighters left to weigh in are Jonathan Martinez, who fights in the uh, bantamweight opener, and the two heavyweights in the co-main event. Um, what's the, what's the uh, ideal amount of fights on a card? I think 10 is... I, I love 10. Five. Oh. oh, by the way, can I just say something? <laughs> Another reason why last Sunday was just a fantastic night, six fights. Yes, that is true. I, it was I beautiful. that. Six fights, five on the main card, one dark fight. It was fantastic. No I more 13 or 14. Six. I stayed up till half six on my vacation to watch Ariel. I wasn't watching Jake yes. Paul. I was yeah. all there for the boy, Ariel Helwani. And what a job he did. I can't Thank believe you. that was the first time you did it. It was really, really impressive. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, let us say hello to Energized Cho. Who I've, oh, uh, the lads. You know these guys? Oh, my God, do I know these lads. They have a great podcast. They come from Ireland. They speak to all the upcoming prospects in Irish MMA. Oh. These lads are right. the shit. I love them. Okay, right. let's see what they got. Energize show, Baz, you there? Who is it? Who is it? Don't be shy. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's bad, bro. That is bad, mate. No. Lads, what's happening? Do you I have mean, some weird audio about... contraption attached? What? What's going on? <laughs> it's like the... the... Oh, there, there he is. There we go. It's like the yes. girl and poltergeist trying to You're break back. through. Ah, Tomega Ma, Tomega Heen Talk. What the hell is going we'll on? We'll say, big fan of this new independent Hilwani. It is the yes. greatest character in MMA today. 10 7 Hilwani, independent Hilwani. If you come at the king, Energize Show, I don't know your name. What? What is it? If you come at the king, finish it for me. Look at that. He did energize you. This is great. You better not miss because Hilwani's right. here to stay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Here's the man in the hat. I want the fuck Chuck. (laughs) (laughs) I'm energized. I love it. You better believe it. Boys, this is a big card this weekend for Europe. I am very much excited about it. My number one person to watch this weekend is Jack Tank Shore from Abertilly, Wales. He is the man undefeated. Going to stay that way. By the way, where are you calling from? Dublin, Ireland. Where else, Mister okay. Helwani? I don't know. Hey, but by the way, can we just say something? What's your name? I don't want to keep calling you Energized Show. It's Ross. Ross. Oh, I didn't know if it was Baz or Ross. Ross, how are you, buddy? Uh, well, you know, we said that the A team here today, PT. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. I love that you're here. I love the passion. Can I just say something? And 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 Ross, PT, I'll I'll leave this to either of you. Either of you can weigh in here. Biggest card in UK MMA history per PT. One of the bigger European right. cards. Well, listen, listen, listen. Not a <laughs> single Irish fighter on this card. I mean, can we talk about the state of Irish MMA? What is going on here? Not a, It used to be three or four guys on one of these cards. Not a single Irish fighter on this card. Am I wrong? Is there one that I haven't that no, I haven't no noticed? 
No, not one, no. Ariel, not one. Although a bit we, sad, no? It is a bit sad, but we have three fighters signed for UFC now. We have Ian Gary, Dean Barry. That's probably hard to get those names yeah. uh, correct every time. <laughs> and then, obviously, the biggest draw in all of sports entertainment, the notorious Conor McGregor. Never heard of him. Yeah, no, I never heard of him either. I think he, I think he's in some pub in Crumlin somewhere. Uh, <laughs> but, look, Ian Gary looks red hot. Uh, he seems to have situated himself in Sanford and May now, so that looks very promising. Mm. And... Dean Barry, I don't know when he's going to get his fight booked, but uh, I think he's having visa issues. That's one of the questions I want to ask you guys. Who was looking after these UK, Irish, European fighters and they arrive, they had their fight booked and then they arrive over with no visa and the fight gets cancelled? That just seems sloppy <laughs> in my opinion. Well, it's not necessarily their fault. There's a lot, you know, unprecedented times that we're living in right now. Uh, in fact, Paddy just got his visa. Like, it was down to the 11th hour there, so it was a little bit dicey. Um, and the UFC literally moved mountains to, to get it done for him. So I don't think you can necessarily blame anyone. It's not the UFC's fault. In fact, I think the UFC has probably, you know, saved a lot of these uh, fights and fighters from, you know, being uh, removed from these cards more so than any other promotion could have. So it's a little bit uh, of a tough time for them to come over here. And that's why they wanted to do this card over there in Europe. PT, you wanted to say something? Yeah, I think the fact that so many young prospects, like you're talking 20-odd fighters were signed to Bellator at the beginning of that European series, that really, I think that really killed a lot of UFC aspirations in Ireland. Because, first of all, it's very rare that the UFC will come after a Bellator fighter. And then when you consider some of these guys have been cut, it's actually very difficult to get into the UFC if you are deemed surplus to requirements from Bellator. You have to go on a great run, establish yourself again, make yourself... Um, you know, a definite signing for them to come along. So I think that really, that really added a bit of a a stopgap to Irish fighters being signed to the UFC. But on with, with Ross on this, in terms of Ian Gary, we're all very excited about him. We haven't heard a lot from him since that old uh, Cage Warriors title win. But um, I just hope that he gets a better path in than Reese McKee got because Reese McKee was a guy we were all so excited about. Then he gets Hamzat Shemoyev in his debut. I mean, who the hell? would have matched two prospects like that. Like, I think right. Hamzat was three fights in. And then here you go, Reese McKee stepping up on short nose to face one of the greatest prospects in the in the sport. So I think... Whose phone that was is really that? Who, who has a landline? What's going on here? <laughs> the man in the hat. He's an old school man. Chuck, <laughs> is that... knows. Chuck, you mine. really have... It was mine. You have I a landline? Ross rang you. I think Russ rang you. <laughs> hey, Russ, can I call you back? <laughs> Wait, Chuck, is it one of those, like, with the string attached to it, the cord attached to it? Oh, uh, yeah. No way. Is it? Yeah. Is it not a portable phone? Come on. This yes, is the most sure. amazing. I would show you here. Oh, Thanks. my God. There it is. He's got an old school red phone, a landline. Oh, my yeah. gosh. That is incredible. <laughs> um, by the way, Dean Barry was supposed to fight Mike Jackson a couple times oh, yeah. here, and they, they kept... Uh, I can't believe Mike Jackson uh, is still on the actual uh, roster. That's amazing. That was so strange uh, to me. They were bringing yeah. him back, I think, just to fight Dean Barry. Very strange. And also, PT, I talked to Dean quite a bit. I'm like, insistent on making that match, which seems a bit strange. <laughs> well, I just it hope is. he gets whatever situation is sorted that stopped him from fighting for a year. Because at the moment, I mean, I see him tweeting sometimes like, yeah, I'm going to show you all. I see he's talking about me and this and that. Everybody just wants to see you fight. That's all it was. That's what every, every Irish fan mm -hmm. wants to see. They want to see Irish fighters in there. So I think he just needs to get whatever 
needs to be sorted so we can fight in the, U uh, the UFC sorted so we can all get excited about it because uh, being signed for this long and not having a debut is very strange. Absolutely. And uh, before I do head off, because I don't want to take up uh, anyone else's time, people are very thirsty in the comments to get on here to speak to you three legends. Uh, <laughs> Errol, keep an eye out for the best neck taker in next gen from Liverpool, Nathan Fletcher. He is unbelievable. He's going to be fighting for the Cage Warriors Bantamweight title next. He is the next big thing coming out of the All UK. Right. I look for I look forward to him winning that title and then come I look forward I to him winning the belt and then getting signed to the UFC and then going 0 and 3 and then going to Bellator. <laughs> hey listen man but it's, it's going to be I See, now that's the independence. I'm side kidding. I'm kidding. Don't get so sensitive. I believe if uh, Paddy does what I what he's capable of doing on Saturday night it's going to be similar to the way Conor McGregor opened those doors for all his teammates to come through. Molly's there, of course, as well. Um, and I don't see why they wouldn't want to add another next-gen fighter like Nathan. He looks absolutely unbelievable. A very young man, too. So that is a great shout, Ross. Sorry? Flawless? Ah, none of us are flawless, my friend. None yes, of none of our... Uh, <laughs> Ross, Even the great pizza, Carol. Sorry, go ahead. Great stuff, Ross. Thank you for calling. I appreciate it. We appreciate it. Yeah. So we are still awaiting the arrival of Tom Aspinall and Sergey Spivak and uh, Jonathan Martinez. That's it. Those are the only ones left. How about that? Johnny um, Martinez might be struggling. Yeah, he's 135. Um, we've got Darren Till, Derek Brunson. They've successfully made weight. And all the other big names. Patty Pimlet has successfully made weight. By the way, uh, Chuck, have you been? You haven't been to one of these. Uh, have you been to the Apex before? I did go to the Apex when the UFC had a um, an event there um, before the pandemic. They had some, you know, like publicity thing there. So I, I stopped in. I, I got a chance to check it all out. And, oh, not uh, to I've see never, an actual fight. Not to see an actual fight. No. Yeah. Um, it's weird now because now they're opening it up to the public and they're charging like $2,500 because it's only open to like 100 people, 200 people. So it's, the whole thing is so brilliant. Wow. They don't have to pay a site fee. Everything is set up. The production is all set up. The hotel is pretty much theirs at right. this point across the street. I would be very surprised. Like, why would you... Who They don't care what I think. ESPN clearly doesn't mind. Why would they go back to going to like Greenville, South Carolina for a fight night or Albany, New York for a fight night? This is going to save them and make them so much money by just staying here as, as much as it pains you me know, to say. It, does, it pains me to, to watch because, you know, you, you were just in Cleveland and you, yeah. you're, you're in a situation where there's a lot of emotion in the building and you realize that connection to the fighters and how it energizes them and everything else really does matter. Now, we've watched this stuff. It was all fun to kind of be able to hear the corners instructions, uh, to kind of hear the dialogue a little bit between the corners and um, all of that stuff. The novelty of the empty room or the sparsely populated room, but I do think and fighting particularly being so individual and so literal the way that they, what's going on out there the live crowd really matters and i think it matters to the spectators too even if you're watching on tv there's something about it you know um the walkouts everything else on down the line so i understand why the ufc would do i hope they don't overly fall in love with it at the uh, to basically omit some of these towns that they could go to again um, but I'm anxious. You mentioned this off the top. I'm anxious for them to kind of get back to, to venues and, uh, and traveling around a little bit. Yeah. It bums me out. But yeah. I, I get it. It makes it easier on them. They save a lot of money. It's sure. uh, it's a very lucrative thing. 
but I was last weekend. I was at it's a ballroom show. Now they're selling what a hundred yes. tickets. It's like it becomes like a a very strange. When I was at setup. the card last weekend in Cleveland, it was the first time I was at an event of any kind of fight since March 2020. Yo Romero Israel Desanya, the last show before the pandemic. I was like, man, this energy is wild. Like it's wild to go from nothing to. Right. That crowd was hot. Cleveland is a hot crowd. It is. Uh, the last time there was UC a major event there. UC man. Yeah. Come on, the Miocic thing was awesome. Steep That's the one thing you'd say, though, Ariel. Like, I mean, if they if they just use the apex, you don't get these star-making moments like we have with McGregor in Dublin, Till in Liverpool, things like that. Um, exactly. I think it's very important that they come back to the European market and go to Holland. Especially As Angie that. was just saying, like, get, get new markets involved in the sport. I don't know how Holland hasn't become a hub for MMA given their history of combat sports, their unbelievable kickboxers, you know, Rico and Alistair coming up, things like that. Like, this is all related to MMA, and it's just never taken off there. I think that's incredible. By the way, I wanted to ask you, PT, about uh, Ian Gary, because I think a lot of people, you know, I was kind of making uh, a bit of a joke there about uh, Irish MMA and how it's uh, <laughs> it's dried up a little bit, but he is the guy that everyone thinks will be the next guy. How do you feel about his move to Sanford MMA? I mean, it's as good as a gym you'll find in the world. You know, you have training partners there. Ian's a welterweight. You have to look at Gilbert Burns there. You have the likes of um, Usman used to be there. I know he's gone now, but Rafael uh, de Sanos is there. So, I mean, there's no complaints there. But I just guess a big moment for Ian was when he fought here in Cork. And he was flanked by Chris Fields and Cole Pendred, um, who are legends of the Irish scene. And that really put him over. That gave him this kind of big nod from the established fighters in Ireland. And now to see him go away and it, you know, there was a bit of back and forth there. There was things said and KF came out with a statement. Um, so I think that's kind of left a, a bad taste in people's mouths to a certain extent. It's still really nobody has got any clarity on the issue either. Like things were said, but there was no definite this is what happened for the fan base, for the media. So I think he's going to be facing a lot of questions about that in his debut. But when it comes down to just the athlete himself, he's incredible. He, he's a great guy. He's a great personality. Um, he has an incredible arsenal. I mean, this guy was boxing at an amateur level very young. I believe he was a judo black belt. I believe he's competed about 20 kickboxing fights. And then he's come into MMA and his hands look absolutely ridiculous. And his ground game, especially in top position, is very strong too. Um Every time we've seen him take a step up, he's managed to hurdle it very well. Uh, Jack Grant's one of the best campaigners on the European scene. He faced him for the welterweight title with Cage Warriors. And he actually had a knee injury going into that fight as well. And he had the big breakup with his team just 10 days before that fight and still managed to win and, and pretty easily, to be honest. So I think he has an incredible future ahead of him. Um, and, and I'm very excited about him. I'd say uh, most ex like ever since his pro debut, Chris Fields was kind of sending media guys highlights of him in his amateur level. And right then, I was excited about him as I was about Conor McGregor when I first encountered him at one and two and Wow! So that, that's, that's how praise. that's how I am on Ian. But I think the biggest challenge now is how does he get on moving over there? He's still a young guy. He's only 23 years of age. That's a huge move to make from being surrounded by his family, friends, his team who he knew so well. To move over to Florida, it's it's a big shift for anyone. Never mind an Irishman. Yeah, um, and I've been told that his uh, debut is going to be announced in the coming days, weeks. So I'm curious to see who they match him up against. I think that he will be, you know, he will be booked the right way. Uh, it does raise some red flags, you know, the changing of the teams and all this stuff at such a young age. 
Um, and so we'll see. He's not on this card. This would have been a great card for him. He's not on this card, but I'm, I'm very excited to see his UFC debut. Sergey Spivak has successfully made weight 238.5. <laughs> oh, barely. For barely uh, the, uh, the polar bear. So exactly. I mean, like Tom Aspinall is not a big guy. <laughs> he I don't just know wanted what to wake doing. up a little later. That's okay. Uh, yes. I'm a little surprised that as of right this moment, Darren Till is the betting favorite. Minus 175. Mm. I see plus 162, plus 145 for Brunson, uh, just given the wrestler versus striker thing. But he is right. Till does have pretty good takedown defense. Are you surprised yeah. by that? I am a little surprised. I think, honestly, it's because of the output, right? Like Brunson, we've seen him in there a little more, and I think he's sort of zeroed in. He just seems like a grumpy guy in a lot of ways at this point. Like he just, He's been unsung. He's in this situation where he's kind of batting back. Uh, you know, these upstarts that are coming up, like uh, Shabazian, and uh, even Ian Heinish at the time kind of had a little bit of shine going into that with his backstory and everything else and a bunch of wins. He's been able to do that. And um, I think just watching how he's looked over these last four fights, I can't, you know, if I'm if I'm betting it, I'm taking Brunson, right? Because I think he's got the nullifying tools to, make, to basically take out a Darren Tilt. Now, it's easier to discount a guy you just don't see as often, and there are some question marks, and there's a, there's a hype versus what the real uh, version is debate that goes on. But uh, I would personally, I think that Brunson should be the favorite in this fight. So it is a little bit surprising to me that uh, Till, but it shows you sometimes that the perception and maybe the potential, right? Like it's maybe it's latched on to the to the potential of what Darren, what people think he's capable of, and maybe he hasn't fully realized yet. But I don't know, man. I feel like this is a very tough one for him. I was surprised when they when the fight came up. Um, it didn't seem like um, it didn't seem like the kind of fight you'd want to get right with. But this has kind of been Tar- Darren Till's trajectory. So, but I, I definitely think that Brunson should be a small favorite here. What about you, PT? Yeah, um, I, I think it's a pretty much a pick 'em, but. Given what Brunson has done, as Chuck pointed out, I, I, I thought he would be the favorite going in. Um, I think it's going to be very hard to look really good against Brunson. And I think that's what Till needs to do. Um, I agree with the caller saying he has great takedown defense. He definitely does. But it's just, it's takedown defense when they're coming all the time and every round. It, it, really, it, it really hurts anyone. When your stamina goes down, it gets very hard to stop a fire that's just trying to take you down. I don't think Brunson's going to want to hang around in the strike. And with no. Till, I think Till is it. It's a gifted striker. I'd be surprised if he did that. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, I feel like, yes, he will, you know, stuff a few takedowns to start with, but I think Brunson's going to have to take the Habibru here and keep chaining takedowns, chaining. They're those... Get the Noya Troy again. They're those guys who kind of get criticized for uh, wrestling or just utilizing something that's nullifying an offense and making for a more boring but a dominant fight. I don't get the sense that Derek Brunson is overly worried about that. You know what I mean? It's not like I don't feel he, I don't think he's feeling pressure to go in there and prove his hands against a guy like Darren Till. And um, I think honestly, he doesn't mind being the exact guy he is, which is just kind of wrecking some of these uh, the the UFC assets that are coming up. I think he he's enjoying this role a little bit. Um, so I'd be I'd be really surprised if he weren't trying to put it in his world immediately and often in this fight. This is great analysis. I appreciate everyone who's tuning in. We're still awaiting. Uh, Aspinall just the, hit the scale. Oh, Aspinall just wait in. Yeah, just wait in. Uh, I was going to say Jonathan Martinez before you so rudely interrupted me. Uh, <laughs> you guys are well, I mean, stepping all over each earlier, other. Mate. You did it to me earlier. Uh, Aspinall, biggest, U- 247. biggest UK card of all time. Yes, in which the US. means 
I mean, a lot of people are excited about him. Uh, he has looked good undefeated in the UFC. Um, coming out of Wigan, not Liverpool, as we learned earlier today. He goes up against Sergey Spivak, 247 for Tom Aspinall. Let's run through a few callers here, and then uh, we'll call it a day. Let's go to... We're going to go rapid-fire picks now here, go. guys, all right? Uh, let's go to Matthew. There's a little bit... Yeah, Matthew, what's happening? Where are you calling from? I'm in Hamilton, Ontario. Ah, let's go, Tiger Cats. <laughs> Here we go again. Represent Ariel's Tiger got a personal Cats. connection to everywhere in the world. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, funny story. Fun, well, it's not oh. that funny, but Ariel, okay. at uh, UFC 206, you were at Comfort and Kim restaurant on uh, Spadina Street. Yes. And you sent out a tweet saying, I'm over here, come come hang out. And I came and we chatted for like 45 minutes. It was great. Man. Great time. You, 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 I love that you just said that. Cupford and Kim is owned by one of my best friends, Mark Cupford. If you're in the Toronto area, go check it out. Great yeah. vegan food. Shout out to Mark. See, I do have a connection with everyone. Somebody could call from Antarctica and Arrow would be like, oh, Antarctica, you know, I know some guy. <laughs> uh, no, that's I'm awesome. Gonna... Yeah. Who's your so pick? I, Who's your I'm... pick? I got Brunson. He's gonna okay. just have a boring, boring decision, and I was gonna. Yeah. I, I feel like Brunson. Like That's it's right. funny because everyone is saying like if Till wins, he gets the title shot. And no one is saying that about Brunson, but he'll yeah. have like what six he's wins in a row, like five. I feel like he's five, five in okay. a row. He'll be six away. Is what you're looking for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Like not that I'm like the biggest Brunson fan. I love Darren Till. I hope he wins, but I kind of feel bad that Brunson keeps getting kind of overlooked here. So all right, yeah. So the, hey, I just TST. Do me a favor, write these down. I don't know if you're still with us or falling asleep writing a journal or something. Okay, there he is. Uh, can you uh, can you write these down for us? Hey, Matthew, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you, guys. Big fans, love this show. Tune in every Friday. From Legend. All right. Beauty. By the way, I, I, feel a bit, I, I feel like I dropped the ball on this one. Uh, TST, why don't you say hello to everyone? Why are you so shy? What's up, everyone? I don't know. Do people want to hear my thoughts? Here I mean, here, yes, of we course, do. Of course we Here's do. Here's PT complaining about Sunday staying up for the Jake Paul fight. Meanwhile, I considered it to be too late, like 10 p.m. So I went to bed before 10 p.m. on <laughs> uh, Sunday night. Some friend. Some friend you are. Uh, this is uh, TST, Tight Ship Troy. He runs a very tight ship. I met him at ESPN. We worked together for two years. Uh, he had never heard of Conor McGregor when I first met him. Now Come he's on. the hardest of the hardcore. Is that right? Watches everything. I, I had heard of Conor McGregor. It is Ric Flair that I had not heard of. Oh. I, I caught quite a lot of flack for never having heard of him. Well, he is also the host of the critically acclaimed Troy Farkas show, which you can get on Spotify. But he is now our new producer here, and I'm very, very excited to be reunited with him. And I think I speak for Chuck and Pizzi as well, who sort of yep. know him a little bit now. I love you, Troy. Sure. Thank you. I, I love both of you guys already. Very well, actually, Ariel. We know and of course, a reminder that uh, if you missed any of this, the podcast, courtesy of Troy, will be up on our brand new Ringer MMA show podcast feed later on today. Okay, rapid fire. Christian, are you there, Christian? You have to unmute yourself. Oh, wow. Yeah, dude, I'm here. What's happening? Where are you from? Baltimore, Maryland. Baltimore stand up site of UFC 172 Glover to Sheriff fighting John Jones for the belt Glover to Sheriff fighting for the belt next month flipping files what's your pick what's your pick oh man five rounds you gotta say till takes three you gotta say oh okay all right Um, interesting I would think the further I don't know so till takes in three rounds you've said there just to be clear you think he's winning decision over five rounds that's right 
I had to. I had, we're going rapid fire, so right. we're in and we're Let's out. Move. We're in and we're out. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. No time for follow ups here. Okay? Here we go. Yeah. Uh, I thought I added someone here. Let's go to uh, Amin. Hey, lads. How's it going? Hey, Amin. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Houston. Oh, wow. I wasn't expecting that. Um, <laughs> um, where are you originally from? I'm originally from Iran. Okay, from Tehran, Iran, right? Are you from Tehran, Iran? All right, home of the Iron Sheik. Yep, yep. Who's your pick? Uh, I'm going to go with all the British crew, except for Derek Branson. So you think Darren Till wins? I, or you think Derek Branson wins? I think Branson will pick it up. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I thought, all right, you thought think... Derek was from the UK there for a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which fight, give me a name that you're looking forward to, other than the main event. I'm looking for Tom Aspinall. Like, yeah, oh, really that's a man who knows his shit. There. Yeah. yeah. This is a good. This is a good moment for him. Ashley, you there? What's going on, guys? Hey, what's the uh, crack, Ashley? Where up, are you man? calling from? Uh, Manchester, England. Ah, oh, big right. up Manchester. City Blue fan or, or United fan? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a red or a blue. I actually support uh, Arsenal. What the hell is going on? I say that goes down well at parties, does it? What is? I'd say that goes down well at parties. An Arsenal fan in, in Manchester. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know it. You know it. <laughs> He's are having a horrific season, by the way. My God. <laughs> yeah, it's going really, really badly. Who's your pick in the main event? We didn't come for football talk here, okay? <laughs> oh my God, he is. Turning... <laughs> I'm going Brunson five rounds. Wow, he's turned his back on his countryman. He's turning his back right. on his countryman. Oh my yeah, God! Hey, that's Liverpool. That's Liverpool. They're our rivals. The Republic, uh, the Scouts Republic of Liverpool. By the way, you don't consider them uh, countrymen. Yes. Do you think Paddy wins? Uh, I think he does. That when it first got announced, I had a bad feeling, but now that we're closer to the fight, I think he's going to get it done, man. Mm. I'm confident too. I'm confident. I think Paddy. he wins this. Uh, this one, yeah. I don't know much about his opponent, but heavy um, hands. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah, not, I hope not the most technical anyway. striker in the world, but he could he could find the off button. Um, I think Paddy needs to go straight to that grappling base and show everybody why everyone's so excited about him. I feel like I feel like he's a bit misunderstood on Twitter. I don't know if you've seen him on Twitter over the past few weeks. I feel like people misunderstand him a little bit. All right, um, cut him, Alan. He cut him. <laughs> I've never done this before. I've actually never done this before. I'm bringing in another guy, Perry. Are you there? Oh, yes, I am. Oh, look at this, uh, Perry. Well, we could we could have so much so we fun got with all this these in the cats future. In here at once? With wow. trivia, we could do all kinds of fun things. Perry, who's your pick? I'm picking Till. You're picking Till how? I think he finishes him before the championship round. Okay, okay. Uh, he finishes him before sure. the championship round. Matthew, are you there? I'm here. Who do you He's got? Irish. Do not fear, Pizzi. I am Irish, yes. Yes! I knew it! I knew it! You, your dog looks beautiful, by the way. Uh, well, he's dead now. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, this is... Uh, well... Sorry. Um, who do you got? Um, I'm going to throw you off the scent a little bit here. I'm not going to go with just Till or Darren by decision or KO. I'm going to say Derek Brunson wins via too many eye pokes from Darren. Wow. That is a vacation call. That is Get a... some odds on that, boy. That is a horrible prediction. Let's go to Jack. Jack, are you there? (laughs) Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Toronto. 
Oh, the T. Did you listen to Certified Lover Boy? Not yet. It's coming on right after this podcast. Let's go. Let's go. Just don't get your hopes up too much, mate. That's all I'd say to you. <laughs> Who's your pick? Who's your pick? Are good. Uh, I got Derek Brunson by fourth round TKO due to ground and pound. Damn. Look at you going all specific on us. That's a great pick. What about Joe Walker? Joe Walker, are you there? Yep. Yeah, hello. Hi. Where are you calling from? Uh, London, England. London. Big up London. Is it coming home? Uh, it almost did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I love that you brought that up, Elwani. Thank you. Oh, Who, do you have? Who do you have? Uh, probably Brunson, I think. Decision. Boring decision. Another turncoat from the UK. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Mm. Oh. William, William, who do you have? Oh, they're realists, Pizzi. Come on. <laughs> I got I got Till, end of third round, TKO. I think it looks like the cowboy fight. Ooh, and where are you calling from? Calling from the Commonwealth of Kentucky. The Commonwealth of Kentucky, the blue state or something like that. Bluegrass. Uh, bluegrass state, yes. Uh, Eduardo. Eduardo, are you there? Yes, sir. Thanks for God about us, America. No, no, no. We love you guys. Where are you calling from? Where the great Kevin Holland's from, Riverside, California. Oh, Woo. respect, respect. Inland Empire, baby. Uh oh. Uh, where, where, what's your, who's your pick? Uh, Darren Till all the way. How? Uh, third round TKO. Third round TKO for big Darren Till. All right. We got one last one. AJ Agar's arm. AJ Agar's arm's no our way. last cast. Yes. Oh, come Let's, on. No way. Is he there? Is it true? AJ. Is it AJ Agar's arm? Wow. Save nice. the best for last. AJ, are you there? There he is. <laughs> is this really him? <laughs> AJ, nice to hear from First you. First time on this Spotify app, I've been I've been an avid clubhouse. Don't user, say it. To, Don't say it. Cross We're gonna ban you. My bad. We're gonna my bad. Ban <laughs> Don't use the c it, word. We'll, Don't use the c word, man. Isn't we'll it better, it AJ? The... I I like this format actually a lot better. It, Thank you. A cool little layout. AJ, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm I'm down in Florida. I'm not in I'm not in Liverpool or any of the shitty other cities that you guys okay. mentioned before. <laughs> This. <laughs> Why are you in Florida? I have the. What's that? How, how's Nick Diaz looking? I'm in Florida for the for the Pan American Championships. Oh, oh sorry, sorry, my friend. Yeah, uh, okay. Jiu Jitsu World uh, Jiu Jitsu Pan American Championships going on this weekend, and then I'm back to California next weekend uh, training with Nick, getting him ready for that fight. But this fight's really interesting, Ariel. I, you know, I'd you know Till Till's had a pretty tumultuous last couple of fights but it seems like brunson every time he steps it up in competition it uh it gets it gets rocky for him but he really impressed me when i saw his match his fight with uh loyota in brazil mm-hmm. now by the way tumultuous is that a good thing or a bad thing <laughs> yeah it's a thing nonetheless <laughs> tumultuous <laughs> Listen, AJ, you come here on the Hilwani program with PT and Chuck, a.k.a. 3Pac. You better bring your A-game, all right? I'd love to see it, by the way. I think you're, uh, you're a beacon of light in the community. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have to ask, AJ, what do you think of your old friend Jake Paul's fight last week? You've, you've rolled with him, right? Didn't you tap him out? Uh, he battered him, as far as I saw. It's just tough to watch at this point. What is tough to watch? What are you talking about? I mean, have we really, like... Like the level of content we've just succumbed to to have to watch Jake Paul do anything in a sporting environment. You didn't think that that was that. You did. I, of course, I was expecting that. You didn't think that was impressive. He went eight rounds with a former UFC champion. 
look, Ariel, Oliver could spend six <laughs> months in a boxing gym and, and figure it out. Come it's, on. It's not, it's, he's athletic, he's young, he's, you know, he's a little bit hungry, but I, I was, I was, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just tough to watch at this point. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, can you give us any scoop on Nick's uh, return? Uh, for those that don't know, AJ is a very good friend and training partner of one Nick Diaz who makes his triumphant return to the UFC on September 25th. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's, he's looking really, really strong and, and, and he's, he's coming into this, into this fight pretty, pretty strong. I I'm, I'm impressed. He's really dedicated to the training, he's putting all the effort and hours in and, um, it, it looks good. It looks it looks like it's old Nick back. Okay. And when's your next fight? Um, I'm going to check the waves on, on Saturday. I'm supposed to, supposed to have a little tussle out here in Florida. You'll get a kick out of this. I signed up for the ultra heavyweight division for the Pan American championship. What? <laughs> How much do you weigh? I'm walking around a buck 60. Jeez Louise. Wow. So you're compete. you're competing in the, uh, in the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Okay. Yeah, I get a little, get a, have a little fun before I have to go back. I just had my brown belt student Brian Travis compete. He did really well. Um, gonna, yeah. Let's see. We have a, we have a like a an academy promotion going on on Tuesday, and then I'm cruising back over to the to the West Coast. But I just wanted to get a couple reps in. I have a, um, it's not. I can't announce the name of it yet, but I'm looking at a super match in the grappling world in uh, November. Oh, okay. Well, nice. when you're ready, come back on here, and let's uh, let's talk about it. Yeah, this is this is great. I really like this format. Thank you. I like how you brought it back to radio. Where are you calling in from? It's fun, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. AJ. So your official pick is is who? It's it's a t- it's tough to say. I mean, it it depends on who shows up that day. But I'd say the more experienced fighter is obviously Till. But I'd say the hungrier fighter is has got to be Darren. That's not a pick, AJ. It sounds like you're sitting on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was late before I could hear what who, who you thought. Did you did you release who you thought would win? Well, no, if, picks anything. He's well, on, listen, he's on the fence that's the not true. Time. He does occasionally. A- AJ, as you well know, fighters can be very sensitive individuals, so they get mad when you pick against them. However, for Spotify Green Room and the people who tune in live, I give them a little something, something. And so, yes, I will go on the record right here and now and predict a decision victory for the pride of Liverpool, one Darren Come Till on. tomorrow night. Yes, that's decision. right. You heard it here first. Yes, that's right. A decision win. Derek Brunson's a tough out. It's going to be a grinder of a match. But I think in the end, or a fight, I should say, in the end, uh, I think that uh, Darren Till gets the dub. Been out for a while, a year. It's been 13 months since his last fight. But it's tough to finish Derek Brunson, you know? So I'm going with Darren Till. AJ, you're the man. Thank you for stopping by. Yeah. Thank you, and good luck to you this weekend. Thank you so much, Ariel. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for uh, for all the time. Good good hearing from you, man. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Check you. Oh, sorry, I thought he was oh, done. He caught him. He I didn't mean no, no. Listen, I didn't know. I didn't know. How clear he sounded. How clear was that? Yeah, was it was very clear. It was very clear. All right. Well, that was fun. One thirty-five, and he's going to be one sixty against the super heavyweights in jujitsu. That seems crazy. To me. Yeah, yeah. 
Kids good. I believe that was our first celebrity uh, participant in yeah. uh, in the green room. This is the beginning of a very exciting venture for uh, PT Chuck and I, aka Three Pock. And of Pock. course, we've got uh, or or Team No Cap because you could go C A P or P A C. You know, yeah, you well, could go well, either well. way. You feel like that Three Pock thing is catching on. I feel like it's a thing. All I'm, right, I'm envisioning right. merch. I'm envisioning hats, okay. T-shirts, all I'm buttons. With you. All kinds of things. I don't um, doubt you, Ariel. No, let's go. I mean, we've let's got a lot it. of things in the oven right now, but for now, uh, we are out of time. Thank you very much to TST, Troy. I've got producer. your official tally. You have oh, to yes. keep a tally. Yes, yes. All yes. Right. So <laughs> this is including your pick, Ariel. We've got six for Brunson, five for Till. Wow. So if PT and Chuck want to give their picks quick, we can get a yep. final okay. here. Well, I'll go first because I feel like PT's kind of the, you know, the featured pick here but I, i'm gonna go Derek brunson i want to be i i'm not supposed to have rooting interest but i would like to be proven wrong i like darren till but i, I i'm going brunson and i think he does it through decision okay I'm i think going. next time chuck needs to use the landline <laughs> come on let's not start that again i mean unbelievable uh go ahead took BT. a lot of heat from that i am picking because he has to Darren Till by KO. If he doesn't do it, I don't know what he's going to do next. So Darren Till by KO is my pick. Wow. But I think I think Brunson's a good decision in as well. 7-5, That's Brunson. a big one. Darren Till, 7-5. By the way, uh, PT, uh, so you, you think Patty wins, right? I think Patty wins by submission. You think Aspinall wins? I think Aspinall wins by KO. You think Molly wins? I don't know. That's a very tough fight. I, I, I'm not too sure that's a, that's that's up in the air for me, but I don't think it's beyond her. Um, I think if you're asking me um, how confident would I be in the, the UK sweep, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Modestus has a really tough fight with Khalil as well. That's a really, really tough fight. I, I expect, I'd put my gaff on Jack Shore. I'd put my house on Jack Shore to win. Yeah. I'd put, you know, um, I really expect him to do it, but I think Molly and Modestus Bukowskis have the toughest outs for the UK scene on the night. I love it. Darren Taylor's a pretty hard one as well. That's sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, final word, Chuck Mendenhall. What do you want to say? Anything? Anything at all? Final word to you. <laughs> uh, I don't have anything extra to say, man. We okay. see. You know, here's the thing, Errol. You're used to doing these three and four hour shows. This is like what? Well, you're tired. Co- you're no, tired. Not tired. But I mean, you know, I get tired of hearing my own voice at some point. Yeah, I, know, but... I hear you. Well, the good the good news is tomorrow night PT can't complain that it's too late for him yeah. because it's going to be prime time. What it'll be midnight? Yeah, yeah I mean yeah, that is pretty much. late in its own right. <laughs> but that's usually when we're doing the show. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, it's no guys. big deal. Uh, the main event will end probably at around six thirty-seven. Just follow us; it will pop up. If you follow us here on the Spotify Green Room app or on Twitter, I'll, I'll tweet the link out as well and again if you missed any of this it was a very entertaining show everyone uh has made weight i think jonathan martinez is the only one who hasn't shown up but you know with all due respect you know i mean the big dogs <laughs> weighed in um you can relive it all it will be up the entire podcast courtesy of the great tst the very best in the business uh he will have it up later on today on the brand new ringer mma show podcast feed on spotify and again tomorrow night after the main event will be live here on this app and then if you miss that, the podcast will be up shortly thereafter as well. Thank you very much, TST. Chuck, PT, much love. Talk to you guys tomorrow night. Fun, Thanks to everyone yep. in the chat. Thank you to everyone who tuned in. We love you all. And we will talk to you after the main event tomorrow night between Derek Brunson and Derek Brunson. 
Just Joking, and Darren Till. Much love. Goodbye. Talk to you on Saturday night. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.